Check. One, two, three. Yes. So welcome to the Billy Garish Experiment uh, today, or recently I had Nick McEvoy on the podcast talking about Haymakers for Hope, um, which has been a very successful um, sanctioned boxing event, um, and it's going to take place on uh, Thursday, which is tomorrow, um, down at the Anthem in D.C. Uh, Nick is squaring off against a worthy opponent, and Nick's going to fight like heck uh, to win at the end of the bell. But the reality is, at the end of the bell, there's a heck of a lot of fighting going on with respect to cancer and other um, charities that these fighters are competing and fighting for in front of uh, many, many fans. So I appreciate it, Nick McAvoy, for jumping on the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Um, have a great one. All right. We're recording in progress. Is the song getting fired up? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit different than everyone else. I feel like everyone's coming out with like rap and stuff. Like I feel like right, it's right. A perfect little change up. No one's gonna see it coming. <laughs> kind of like the haymaker that you'll be throwing. Exactly. How how come this song? Just curious. How'd you get turned on? I mean, it was between this or a little Fleetwood Mac. I, I was I wanted to go old school. I just felt uh, like not Eye of the Tiger. I see. I feel like that's too, too generic, too like too that played? or like Thunderstruck. Like I wanted, I wanted to be a little different. Do you want to hear something kind of funny? Um, so when I was at Duke playing or whatever, uh, our junior year, um, we were not very good, um, and we chose the song Superstition to come out out to because we're like, oh, this is a different song. Everyone comes out the Hell's Bells or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> And uh, it, it didn't really help us very much. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm not saying it's how it's going to go for you. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, well, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Of course. And, uh, more, most importantly, um, thanks for doing what you're doing with Haymakers for Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd, you get, how'd you get involved with uh, Haymakers for Hope? And I'll, I'm just introducing Nick McAvoy. He'll be fighting on Thursday, right? The 17th? Yep. Or at the 13th, 13th, 13th. Yep. Like the 13th throwing haymakers for hope, raising money for uh cancer researcher. Yeah. How'd you, how'd uh, you come across it or whatever? I had, so I had one of my old coaches at Gonzaga, Connor McCarthy fought in the first called beltway brawl, which was Connor's first, a good friend of mine. Yep. So Connor McCarthy was one of my coaches. He found the first one. That's how I originally found out about it. And then last year, one of my close friends, Joe French fought in it. I went to the event and was just completely blown away. Um, and just felt like I immediately um, just had to sign up, and I just knew it was, it was oh, yeah. perfect for me. Are you in like the best shape of your life right now? I am down fifteen <laughs> pounds. It's like completely different because I was mass eating and like lift like work. I was working out to lift the heaviest weight humanly possible. I was benching like three twenty five and like back squatting ridiculous weight. But like now I'm like not really hitting so much of like heavy weights and stuff. It's more cardio and just boxing and conditioning, all that stuff. So I'm down 15. <laughs> I mean, me. I, I fucking feel great. Dude. Um, do you, uh, so when you're like doing all that, um, you're mass eating and all that stuff. Uh, was that when you're training or is that before? No, you- no, before, yeah. before this was after I graduated from Penn state. Like I, I was just, I just kept on following my workout programs from that and just kept like trying to bulk and lift the heaviest weights possible and right. just try to be the macho man. Macho man, Randy Savage. Yep. Um, no, no, I hear you. It's like, 
once you've like been, I mean, once you're training for like a sport or you, you do something for like such a long time, you know, it's just like you get in that routine of, uh, your workouts, you know, like even the simple thing, I just, like I said, I just got off of a run or whatever. Um, you just, I haven't run like the sort of the same sort of routes, mm-hmm. even just like changing your run and like, I don't know, doing hills and stuff is, is, is good or just yep. little, uh, but it's like, it takes, I mean, this is a large sort of step into a different sort of tr- training, you know, <laughs> I, I did a little bit of um, boxing in grad school and it's really hard. Yeah, no, it was, very, it was a, it was hard to get, get into. I'd say the first, like first two months was probably the hardest kind of getting my like it's just, it's a different hand-eye coordination and footwork from lacrosse. And like, kind of once, once I finally started feeling, getting my combos down and getting comfortable, I picked it up really a lot easier, but mm-hmm. it was like those first two months of actually like getting the steps down and throwing the punches and everything like that was, um, just took a while and was kind of frustrating. But mm-hmm. once you get past that, it, it gets a lot better. It's cool. You bought into that. You bought into the whole thing. When did you, uh, when did you uh, decide to do it? And when did you throw your hat in the ring, so to speak? So I start. I decided to do it, I would say it was about eight months ago. Um, I got the email six months ago. And the story about that's hilarious. I told my dad when I first signed up, I was like, hey, I'm, do- I'm doing this boxing thing for charity. And he just tells me, he's like, you got to tell your mother. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell my mom. I'll tell my mom. Finally got the email saying like, you're in. And I was like, and he, my dad, I called my dad, I'm like, Hey, got the email I'm doing. It. He goes, did you tell your mother? I'm like, that's my <laughs> next call. And so I called my mom and I'm like, mom, like, Hey, I'm doing this charity event. It's called Haymakers for Hope. My mom's like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm boxing. And she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, Nicholas, your brain's already mush. Like, come <laughs> on. And <laughs> And she's like, she doesn't, she's like, I don't support this. Like, this is so rad for your head and like all this stuff. Like a couple of weeks go by, she's all in. She's like my number one donor. And like, she like, just like, <laughs> excuse me. the Both. doctor, her doctor side kicked in to star. Now she's, she's my number one supporter for all of this. And I can't thank her and my dad enough for all the help that they've done with helping me fundraise and everything like that. I bet they're, uh, yeah, I bet they're stoked. Oh, they're extremely excited. We got a lot of, we got a ton of people coming for this fight on Thursday. Um, bunch of my college buddies, um, and then Gonzaga people, Mad Lax people, all, all the whole crew's coming. Clark Construction. Yeah. Yeah. So you work, you're working at Clark, correct? Yep. I'm working at Clark Construction. I'm a project engineer there working at the Met 678 project in Crystal City. It's exciting, man. Oh yeah. A lot going on over there. Oh yeah. Busy, busy, busy. We got less than six months left in our project. Cranes, cranes are a good thing. <laughs> exactly. We look at the area. The more cranes, the more the, the more dollar bills, and usually the more smiles on faces. Exactly. Um. So um. Yeah, it's it's a different sort of conditioning. Like I'm when I when I was like doing a little bit of the boxing, it's just like, oof. um. Did you wrestle at modern day? Yes, I did. So I did. I did hockey in fifth grade with uh, Mr. Charles, and then I did sixth through eighth grade wrestling. Cool. Um, cause like, you know, it's, it's a reason why like those, those, um, wrestling, um, rounds or a, a minute each, yeah, <laughs> it's like the longest minute of your life. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. It's like that. And you get to high school, they add another minute and it's even longer. The, the two minute rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are the do? What are they going to do for the boxing? Is it like, so I've got three rounds, two minutes each, but I've been training for, um, with my trainer, I've been training with uh four rounds, three minutes. So I feel very conditioned for it. Cool. Yeah. You feel ready? I feel ready. I'm ready. 
<laughs> you said, all right, so you did a little bit of lacrosse earlier today. What is today? A Saturday? So it is Saturday. Training over at, on I Street down at Gonzaga, correct? So, no, by our Froggy Bottom. So, I'll be in Froggy Bottom in D.C. Cool. And then I think I'm uh, going to go hit the range at Columbia with my dad after. Awesome, dude. So, you're going to go from here. You're going to say you're going to go um, do some boxing training? Yep. Right you're going to spar? Yeah, I get to spar with my trainer. His name is Sula. He just beats the hell out of me. He's like 140 pounds and just beats the hell out of me. Shit. It's fun. It's fun. It's humbling when you get, you get kind yes, of like. Yes, it is. It is very humbling. Beaten by like, a, a, I don't know, a smaller guy or whatever. I know. I, I see him and I'm like, I should be able to bully you, but he's been doing it his entire life. And it's, oh. <laughs> it's frustrating, it's but it's fun. I love it. Technique, man. Exactly. Is, it, is sparring a, a lot pretty fun? Sparring is a lot of fun. It's all you, you, you go in. I don't like to throw the first punch because you sometimes like the whole point of sparring is to get better. But like when around here, it's like you want to feel each other out like, hey, are we actually practicing or are we offer blood? And I'd say 95 percent of the time it's you're trying to kill the person in front of you. <laughs> it's not yeah. really practicing. You're just going. You're trying to survive. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, which, which I love. It's, it's hard. It's hard to like go. I mean, if kind of like playing like any sport if, if you go like 80 percent someone's yeah. probably gonna someone might get hurt you know yeah it's no, like exactly. kind of have to like when you're scrimmaging you're playing as hard as you can yeah the same thing exactly. with like, would think fighting and such you know yeah. that's exactly it so um have you been watching a lot of boxing movies i haven't i've been watching a lot of boxing movies i've been uh, watching a lot but i've been watching all boxing everything tyson uh everything i've been doing it all it's so funny that like, I mean, I get it, but like sometimes I'll be on Instagram and look at some sort of, sort of video and I'm just sitting around I'm like, I need to go work out right now. Yep. It's like, yeah, I'm, not, exactly. I'm not working out today. I'm taking a day off. Then I say that and like half the time, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to put my phone down. Well, half the time, like that just motivated me to get out and do something. Yeah. That's a real, it's a real deal. And then, I mean, boxing, it's an argument. I think that boxing movies are the best sport movies. They're deaf. I mean, I'd say they're, they're, they're out there. there. I mean, there's something about like just watching the mano a mano. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The, the, no, the training and and like the psychological. It's just. And, it's, and you bring it up there. The whole mano a mano is like my favorite part about boxing is that yeah. it's it takes away the team sport from it, from lacrosse and everything. Like there's no excuses. It's one on one. And that's what I really liked about wrestling too, was like there's <laughs> there's no excuses out there. Like you can't, you have no one else to point the finger at. Can't hide for sure. Exactly. You know, it's <laughs> even you even like you're in a ring and you're you're in like you can't run away. You're like nah. there. <laughs> no, exactly. You can't jump over the turnbuckles. The um so you've been training for like eight months. So where are you training? You said Foggy Bottom? So I've been doing it's at Urban Boxing in Bethesda and Froggy Bottom have been my two main ones. Dude, have you have you been have you, you get with Jesse Miller? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I get with <laughs> Jesse Miller. I saw him this morning. Yeah, because he's he does the fighting he does that right he does, he does the sparring and everything i saw him in the classes i saw him on monday morning uh he does the classes yeah that's awesome the um so your number i was like looking at the website and all your number five yeah, five five now yeah. yeah it's pretty freaking sweet i know it's all my so all of my fundraising is going to it's called fawn it was a big thing at penn state um yeah. for uh children and families who've been struggling with cancer i participated in it at Penn state when I was playing lacrosse there. And, um, I mean, it's just an unbelievable organization and what they do, um, and all the money that they raise for these kids. It's, it's one it's, I, I do think it's part, probably one of the coolest things at Penn state. Um, 
and just kind of like the whole family aspect of it is unbelievable. What is the, uh, I, I was looking a little bit into it. What is the, what is, where did the thaw and the name come from? Any idea? T-H-O-N? I'm not a hundred percent sure where the, yeah, where the thaw and the name came from. Um, I know the big thing is the four diamonds. What's um, that? that it's just their symbol for the diamonds. Um, I'm blanking on all four, but it's like courage. It's, it's all the four letters, but the diamond, the diamond's the big uh, symbol for Thon. Cool. It's a uh, student run philanthropy or yeah. organization, yep. right? Yeah. On, on their website, it's like um, helping cubs turn into like lions, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw that. I'm like, okay, it's definitely associated with, with Penn State. Yeah. Um, and in ch- childhood cancer, right? It's, yep. It's, uh, it's no, uh, it's one of the, it's one of the worst things. So. Mm-hmm. To help to uh, help that cause is one of the best things I'd say. Yep. Oh, so, that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And, and to harkening back to your PSU days, um, yeah. do you like uh, do you like Penn State? I absolutely love Penn State. I knew when I um, when I first committed to Penn State, I wanted to go to a big football school and also <laughs> try and win a national championship at the same time. So it was definitely the perfect combination for me uh, between the both. Um, and we had a great football uh, program there. Uh, with Saquon Barkley, Trace McSorley, and everything like that, and then the lacrosse program as well, winning a Big Ten championship and a Final Four as well. So that was absolutely awesome. Heck yeah! You know, okay. you know, um, Joe Marvin. Joe Marvin, yes, I know Joe Marvin very well. Well, all right, good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know Joe Marvin. He was like one of my fr- one of my first classes in Notre Dame. Um, he's he's a character. He still is. Yeah, absolute character. <laughs> Marvelous, we call him. <laughs> he, he used to play the uh, saxophone. Does that ring a bell? He, he plays. I don't remember that. I remember he was a long snapper. At yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah. A, year, for a year or two. Yeah, but he, yeah, he played like I think he played the sax and the seventh grader playing. He came in with the sax one day. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I, I, I kind of know. I, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a different cat, you know. Yeah, dude. Um, so you got you graduated 2020. Out 20, of the, yeah. So COVID year. So COVID hit 19, right? So that can't, I guess that no, can't. It was 2020 it was 2020 was one COVID. Oh shoot. You're right. It is. Okay. Oh, that's a tough way. To that, it was my senior year spring is when the yeah. break is when it hit. That's right. That's a tough way to go. Yeah. You, you think about, I mean, were you able to, was that I had the option of going back yeah. um, and work just the opportunity that I had at work. I just felt like that was the right choice um, to go work for Clark construction at the time. And just with my future career. So. Exactly. And he also got a haymakers for hope, you know, you had that out there thinking about yeah. that too, right down the road. The, uh, yeah. No, don't question anything. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you're going to do you, any, yeah. Do you have, do you know anything about your opponent? Yes. His name is West Oles. He's a 32 year old personal trainer. So really think it's going to be a nice old dog fight in there. Have, have you have you talked with him? Have you talked to him on the phone? Yeah, so we we did a sparring session before, uh, okay. just to make sure that it's a fair fight and everything like that. So it was it was good. So uh, get, definitely definitely going to be a fair fight. Um, but definitely going to get after it. Cannot wait for Thursday. Are you gonna are you gonna like send him some messages on? Or are you no, gonna, no, no. Some like a boxing glove, you know, just a <laughs> boxing glove. <laughs> no, I'm not be doing that. No, no, I'm just I'm just I'm half joking. I know. Uh, yeah, so that's so you get it's a, it's a good matchup because yeah. I think on the website it said you're you're going to play this other, Chris Jenkins. Yeah, that yeah. was my original opponent. They switched it up just because they thought this would be more of a fair fight, but a better match. Yeah, cool, cool. Have you have you gotten have you gotten uh, hit in the head? Uh, have you yes, got I have. Your bell, your bell rung yet? I'm pretty sure my nose is broken right now. Uh, if you can see, 
Uh, and I've had a couple black guys for sure coming into work and everything like that. You're like, I swear it's training. Okay? Exactly. No, exactly. It wasn't a big, bad Saturday night. Exactly. <laughs> did, uh, did you have ever, ever before this, did you ever fight or box or anything like that? Uh, we would, we would get into that or not box. Locker box. I, I, I have fought. I have fought. We, we, at Penn state sometimes we would get out of that practice. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there the, were always the rule. The number one rule is once, once you leave the field, it's, it's dead. So yeah. there's no more beef or anything like that. Motions obviously can get the best out of you out of a, gr- a ground ball, maybe a push from behind. And then some guys just getting after it. And right. I, I, I've been in a couple of scrums like that, throwing some bombs there, but um, right when you leave the field, it's done. So I've, I've had a couple of fair share of fights on the field. I mean, you're, you're, you have that wrestling background, you know, so you like to scrap. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you think that you feel like that's helped you, your wrestling background? I would say the conditioning wise, um, <laughs> and that aspect for it. And then also just that understanding of the whole one-on-one mindset behind it. And so you're in your, in your mom's a little bit conditioned because she's watched you wrestle before. Exactly. Yes. Now that was one of the not comedic, but one of the more like tough things I think for, moms you know uh, you go into the modern day wrestling room and like they're they're like you know they're not, they're barely watching <laughs> they're watching like, through their like you know hands over their eyes and stuff like that mm-hmm. similar to like uh the the goalie in lacrosse like it's it's can't, I, I can imagine i was i didn't play goalie but it's pretty unnerving as a parent sitting there because there's like you know so much pressure perceived a lot pressure. Of pressure yeah i'm a netminder yeah, I mean, the, the parents of our goalie at the time at Duke, they would like go, they would watch by themselves. They couldn't yeah. watch with other, with other fans and such. Yeah. But, uh, but your parents are, are, uh, they're, are they going to make some signs? Gonna, <laughs> no, no, no. They're, 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 they, they, they just got a table. Row. They got a table. Yeah. They're front row, got a table with some friends, and they're going to have a good night. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So you're going to keep up after this? You're going to keep uh, training, you think? not as not as heavy but i'll definitely keep up with it um probably just keep going like once a month go to the open sparring days um yeah. i think that i got the most out of that i've actually made a lot of good friends um through that's those great. yeah that's great the social aspects are pretty cool yeah uh and uh yeah it's um if you do something for you've been doing it for like eight months so mm-hmm. conceivably like that's all i mean that is a long time yeah how you approach working out going forward could be different you know yeah exactly no more mass eating. Exactly. No more mass eating and bench pressing pressing as heavy as I can. So you're, you're, you're ready to go. Exactly. I I am. Washboard abs or what? Washboard? (sighs) Time to time. Time to pack or eight pack. (laughs) (laughs) No more one pack. I'm not, I'm talking about myself. Uh, This is cool, dude. Um, So con, yeah. So Connor McCarthy, Yep. We, so he's about he's about the same age as I am, um, and we used to kind of like he was attackman. I was a defenseman. We were we would battle um, on the lacrosse field. He was a he was a, a tough attackman. He was uh, a dog. He was a dog from what I've heard, and, I, and from his fight too. From he won his fight. Um, same with Joe French, but um, no, both both dogs. He uh, so he so this is the third year, right? Is it- this is well, no. So Haymakers for Hope has been doing it all over. Um, the country, like in New York, Boston, other places. This is the third time in DC. Right. Okay. Cool. This is the third annual in DC. When, yeah. when did Connor do it? Did he do it? Connor did it. So oh, he did it when you were in high school. No. So I was in college. Okay. So he, he might have did it somewhere else besides DC because it's only the third year. Uh, well, no, he did it in DC. Okay. He did it in DC at the anthem. I think it was. It must have been at least like five, five to seven years. 
I understand. But they, they t- definitely took a gap and must, I'm assuming it was probably COVID was part of it and all of that. I understand. But there's a gap. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool organization. I was looking at their website. They've raised $20 million over the course of their, I don't know, 10-year um, organization. Insane. And you've certainly chipped into that. You're, okay. I mean, I'm, I'll say the number, 27,000, uh, 27,700 doll hairs for uh, cancer, man. Oh, yeah. All going pretty to thon. Cool. Pretty cool. To all the thon, dude. All the thon. Um, yeah. Do you know? Uh, do you know where they got the word haymaker from? I do not. I looked. I didn't. I, I didn't either. I looked it up this morning. <laughs> uh, so it's like the, coming from like cutting down hay with like a, a scythe, like those sword things that you use to cut like hay. You know. Mm. So it's like the same sort of movement of like a haymaker is like kind of like I get yeah way back. You know, it's a. Yep. That's uh, pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool, actually. That's that same wide sort of swing. So what do you, what do you, are you, are you a Southpaw? Or no, a, I'm not Southpaw. Or Northpaw. I go a little peekaboo though. I go a little peekaboo. <laughs> kind of like Tyson. <laughs> Dude, you, you skip a lot of rope. I do. I've been doing a ton of jump rope. Actually, my jump rope game has gotten a lot better. If you don't, if you, if you don't, if you have a limited amount of time and you want to get banged for your buck, just go jump rope for 10 minutes. It's yeah. It's been unbelievable. It's unbelievable how it gets your heart rate up like, like that. And like yeah. just jumping in place, but I don't know something about it with the arms and everything. Just, it's a serious workout. Yeah. I used to do like probably when you're at modern day uh, with Mr. Danver and Mr. Tropia, we would do uh, like serious workouts after school in the wrestling room. Like uh, there's a, we had to like watch these videos called Rush Fit, um, GSP, George St. Pierre uh, put out these like these workout videos and we'd always jump rope and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, dude, the jump rope, not easy. You uh, do you get into like, um, do you watch boxing? Uh, you watch I'm MMA? Not, I've, been, I've, been, I've been trying to keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you want, you like MMA at all or no? Uh, so a little bit, I've been following Bo Nickel. Uh, he's a Penn state guy. He's kind of new up and coming and he's been absolutely killing it in MMA. Really? So he's, uh, he's definitely one guy to be looking out for. Interesting. Bo Nickel. Um, cool, man. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a, so I was looking at your, your website. There's like, I love, I like your, um, you sort of like why I fight. Yep. And the first paragraph, you get a shout out to the Griffins. Of course, I, I, I so I took I took a part from kind of all the schools I went to. So modern day, yep. be a good guy. Gonzaga was meant for others, and Penn State was playing for something bigger than yourself. So those were kind of my three reasons why, like I'm doing this. It's and it's like if you really like look at those three phrases, be a good guy. It's like it's, it's, it's they're all 100 percent correct, right? But be a good guy, is just kind of like the foundation, which is modern day, mm-hmm. and then meant for others is like you're putting it into action on a little bit older level. And then like playing for something bigger than yourself is literally kind of like what you're doing. You're fighting for something bigger than yourself Yeah. in this Haymakers for Hope um, organization and the fight you have coming up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, so your training's pretty much all done. So you're going to spar today. What else are you going to do? Uh, leading up to the fight so i'll spar today take tomorrow kind of offer recovery and then i'll go monday at 5 a.m with my trainer tuesday i'll do open sparring wednesday i'll be with my trainer at like 5 ish p.m and then thursday i'll go to work get submit my schedules hop on off and then i'll be at the anthem at like four ish 
you know, some serious butterflies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Butter, some people think about butterflies are good. You know, that's good. It's positive. Uh, obviously, it's positive. Mm-hmm. And then when the bell goes off, they're going to go away. Blood. It's blood. They're gonna, exactly right. All right. So um, have you seen the movie Warrior? Yes, I have seen the movie Warrior, and I love the movie Warrior. I got one movie written down on my notepad, and it's Warrior. It's like... God, I mean, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It kind of flew under the radar. I didn't really hear about it when it came out in, I think, 2012. I agree. And then I saw it on Netflix, clicked, watched it, and was just blown away. Cried. Blown away. It made me cry. Like, it's... it's Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, I just wish I had traps like that. No, so that's the one thing. I just I'm wish I had traps. <laughs> not, not nothing like that. He's got his traps are basically covering his ears. Tom Hardy, you're talking about? Yeah, he, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's such a freaking beast. A monster. Monster. Uh, yeah, he he was going from one role to another, and he, he I think he bulked up a lot for that role. Yeah. Dude, I think it was like, hmm, it was it Bane? I think it was Bane. When yeah, he played Bane, right? Yep. Which I think, which is why that that last Batman movie is that's my favorite of the three. Um. I just love that character. I love I love Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of biased because like when I saw Warrior, I'm like, I'm watching everything Tom Hardy. Um and uh the Bane character. But anyway, I think he, when he was played Bane, he did Bane first, I think, or I'm not quite sure, but he had to bulk up for Bane. Yeah. Um and then he had to like cut back for I think for Warrior or, or vice versa or whatever. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, man. So are you a jab guy, hook guy, or an uppercut guy? Uh, I would definitely say jab cross. That's kind of my thing. Jab, jab, cross. Uh, yeah, jab, cross, right? Yeah. So when in boxing, you see you keep so if you're righty, that means you, you have your left uh forward. Left, left forward, yep, left yeah. forward. Jab, jab, and you kind of right come. on the cheek, left forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work the body. Try to. Yeah. You st- do these so you've been to one of these events, right? Like been yep. to maybe a couple. Um Oh, they're like usually. I bet they go to a decision or whatever. Uh, they some so some of them go to decision. Some they call TKOs. Um, if one person's just getting absolutely bullied, so um, I've never seen a KO, but um, but no, yeah, I've seen it. They had a couple of TKOs and um, a lot of decisions. It's a pretty qual. It's a. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's amateur boxing, and yeah. like in the in the most sense of it, like it, it, most of these people, I think it's their first boxing. It, it, no, it has to be. So this has to be your first boxing event. You keep it all fair. You yeah. Know? You can't. You can't have somebody come in like uh, that. Kind of looks like uh, I don't know Floyd Mayweather or something. Exactly. <laughs> the um, uh, is it pretty? Is it pretty quality like boxing or whatever? You think? Um, no. So I um, definitely good boxing. Uh, I mean, once you've been training for six months like this, and everyone's got their own kind of trainers that everyone's been working with. Um, definitely, I would say above average. Everyone's been working. I mean, from all the guys who I've been working with, who's Johnny Bean, Ian Roll, and Patty Cullen, just like from where we started to where we are now, it's just like unbelievable to see how much better we've all gotten. Really cool. When So when you sign, is it hard to sign up or do you have to go through some sort of application? Um, it's not too hard to sign up. Uh, they kind of just shoot out. So I like last year, I think is when I kind of put my name on the email list and then kind of just submitted all my information like that. I got an email just like that. It was pretty, uh, pretty simple. Do they, do they, ex- they obviously expect there's a fundraising element to it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you minimum have to raise 7,500. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta sign up for that. 
Yeah. So that's part of like your contract that you have to sign is like, if, or you got to pay that out of pocket. I understand. And do they like, do they set you up with a trainer or do they? You, so they, they can help you with it. I reached out to Connor. So Connor's the one who hooked me up with Sula, who's my trainer. And, um, and that's who trained him. So that's how I got, I made that connection. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, do they, does the, the whole like haymakers for hope, um, do they, I don't know, check up on you or. Yeah. So like every week they ask, like they check up on our weight. Um, they'll come to a couple of our sessions just the and for us, we shoot them some videos just to make sure like our training is going fine and stuff like that. Make sure that they just, the biggest thing is they just want to make sure like the end fight's going to be fair. I understand. Yeah. It's uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you're, it's, it's raising money to defeat cancer. Exactly. Before the fight even starts, we've already won for all the money that we've raised and everything like that. A million percent, which kind of like takes, you know, a little bit of like quote pressure. If you want to use that word off of you, you know, mm -hmm. you're not fighting to, you know, for your, for dinner on the table necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, but still like, like when the bell goes off, it's, it's, it's exactly it's on like donkey Kong. Yep. All, all this training right for that day. How's your diet been? It's been good. Um, doing the whole intermittent fasting, a lot of strong green stuff like that. A lot of Chipotle, just brown rice and chicken. Intermittent fasting is like, what is that? Like, take uh, I do, I do like a eight hour one. I just don't do breakfast really. I just do from like, I think I do 11 to around six, five ish is when I do dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh that's like another Jesse Miller, man. He, uh, he doesn't eat much. No, he does not. He's the king of intermittent fasting. Yeah. He's like, but one time, I mean, it's, it's not, he's not wrong. Like you're hungry. Like he's like, go, go work out. And it, and it goes away. <laughs> it's his answer for everything. Just go work out. It's, it's, it's not, you're not too off on that statement, you know, it can be kind of like a quote panacea, like a cure-all, mm -hmm. um, but it does, it's, it's weird. It's like you, you were, it's, it's so counterintuitive. You think, all right, you work out. It means you're going to, you're going to get hungry or something or, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's not, yeah, not wrong. Mm -hmm. Box. Tell me about what's the what's box. What do you mean? How, how, how you, how you mean? Yeah. So that actually came from modern day, actually. Interesting. Um, and it, I, I never knew. I don't think I ever knew. knew yes. Yeah, so that came from modern day and it was from Nick Veith actually. And <laughs> one day, this is one day I, I forget where we were in the organ, our organization class. And he just out of nowhere kind of told me that I had a box head and it kind of went under the radar. It kind of went under the radar. And then like probably eighth grade at modern day, Graham McPhee and Luke McCaleb just were like, Remember that time when Coach Veith called you Box, and then it stuck ever since. <laughs> and then everyone started calling me Box. Literally, all my teachers at Gonzaga, coaches, and then everyone, even coaches at Penn State, called me Box. Whether you like it or not, I you, did not like it at first. I, mean, I, like, I didn't like it at first, but then I just had to. I just accepted it. Yeah, I, got to, I, I had to embrace it. Exactly. Know? No, I just embraced it. The fight would not be fun. You know? Exactly. I was just saying, oh, I was, it was, it was annoying at first. And I was like, whatever, I'm box box. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I wanted to ask you about it because it's up on your Instagram, but number yeah. also I'm looking right behind you. There's, there's a Penn state thing. It says box. Yeah. yeah. Box 21. Is that, are you, were you number 21? Yep. I was 21 from Gonzaga and uh, Penn state. Heck yeah, man. How do you like being back at uh, Gonzaga? 
It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, just, I mean, from what the school did to me, all the connections I've made through there, I just kind of want to give back um, and get that program back to another WCAC championship. That's always the goal. I mean, you're out there working with the face-off guys on the October what, 8th, you know? Yeah. It's funny like how much face-offs have become a game within the game, you know? <laughs> like, when I played, I mean, I guess there was, it was the beginning of, like, the FOGO, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and now it's certainly, you know, it's a thing. I mean, there's people that, I mean, not to get too into the lacrosse thing, but it's fun. Um, there's people that want to take away face-offs. Oh, I know. I've, I've argument, there's an argument for that, right? Yeah, they want to do the whole um, kind of goalie clear. Like once once a goal happens, kind of like that, like kind of like basketball almost. Yeah, so you just got to clear it. And they've been experimenting it in the like PLL All Star games and stuff like that. They've also been doing like a hockey puck drop for the All Star game. They yeah, they've been experimenting with it. Interesting. Yeah. Hockey puck drop, kind of like you go up there like a face off, but they just they, you line up as a face off and they just drop the ball and go. <laughs> Would that make it more? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, know. I don't understand that argument necessarily. Yeah, I, I can see people just getting hurt from that, <laughs> like even more. Why do they, Why do you want to? Why do they want to get rid of faceoffs? Because it's so specialized or something. That's one of the aspects. Part of the police and how, um, just how it can turn into make it take it lacrosse. I mean, I always look back to our um, my final four game against Yale where. We're down. We weren't winning faceoffs that game, um, and the score is like eight one. And we just they were Yale was playing make it take it across, and there was like nothing that we could do just because they kept on getting possessions after possessions, right. and we're just completely gassed. Like I get the aspect, but I mean, recruit a better faceoff guy, or like, like, like it's like you just got get you can't, better faceoffs. Yeah, like it, I don't know why you just take it out. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes I mean, yeah, it's a ma- it's a matchup thing. So right, right, right. Yeah. You what? You like PLL? I do like PLL. Yeah, I've been following along. Did you? I, I watched a lot last summer, but this summer, for whatever reason, I, I didn't uh, get into it, engage it necessarily. Mm-hmm. I I mostly just keep up with my Penn State guys who keep playing, like uh, Amen, Sabia, and uh, O'Keefe. All those guys. I, I was Penn. Did Penn State have a good year this past spring? They they did all right. Um, yeah. Looking, they look like they're going to be really good this year. I was up. Um, I think it was two weeks ago for alumni weekend, watching them do their inner squad scrimmage. They're looking good. And then next weekend, they're going to be playing at uh, Centerville High School against I think it's UVA and uh, Lehigh. So I'll be down there. Uh, there's a um, so uh, a couple podcasts ago. I don't know if you know the name CJ. The you know the Kemp's that name ring about? I know the Kemp. The Kemp name. Yeah. He's the goalie at Notre Dame, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a couple goalies in uh, Notre Dame, I believe. And then CJ is like the an older one who is contemporary with me. He was a year above me at prep. He played goalie, went to Fairfield. But anyway, he uh, they were on this thing at uh, prep called um, the Kemp Classic. So I played Classic. in it. Yeah. So yep. I played yep. Penn State, played UVA in it um, when I was a, I think it was junior, my junior and senior years when we played in it. And I think yep. it's tomorrow and it's. Um, oh, I was about to say, shout out. It's tomorrow prep. Yep. I think it, what is it? Uh, who's playing? Uh, I think UNC and Harvard. I think that's correct. Yep, yep, you got it. Yeah, that's a uh, guys playing in that game. Fall, fall across is fun. I know. You know, I remember fall balls. Like, gosh, can you be like this in the spring, please? Because <laughs> it's like it's not as you know, it's more relaxed. I don't know. Those those fall work those fall workouts can get pretty brutal sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. So freaking ready. Um, yeah. Um, I did. Well, good luck in the fight. You know, uh, yeah. 
have have a ball. Um, and I think it's really cool that I mean, using that your network from Modern Day and Gonzaga and then the lacrosse thing. Um, you've done a great job of sort of broadcasting this thing and 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 pulling in money to so. Hopefully, one of these years you can have the haymakers for hope, but you don't have to raise it for cancer because cancer's cured. That'd be great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cancer is such a, such a dog, like a no worse kind of way. Just like mm-hmm. it won't go away. So, um, but it, 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 I mean, the, what, how do you make it go away? Stuff like this. So, yep. Rock and roll. Hit that bag, boy. Yes, sir. Take it out on what's the guy's name again? West Oles. All right. Yeah. He's dead in my book. Uh, best of luck, dude. Uh, All right. Thanks for jumping on here and have no a great problem. Fall. All right. Thank you. Cheers, bro. See ya. See ya. Hello. Um, what you just experienced was the Billy Garish experiment, the BGE, where passion meets curiosity. Um, shake hands, have fun, um, let's have a party. Um, passion, curiosity, you're invited, and I am the straw that stirs the drink. Cheers.